0: Welcome to A Legacy of Preaching with Dr. Bill Burr. For one to have a legacy of faithful preaching, they must love God, love God's truth, and love to preach His truth. Dr. Bill Burr excelled in all of these areas, and he has certainly left us all a legacy of faithful preaching. Now, let's all tune in for this great message from God's Word with Dr. Bill Burr. Galatians chapter number 6, Galatians and Ephesians comes after that, Second Corinthians right before. I think tonight we have someone who is going to uh, repeat the books in the Old Testament. Is that right? Got anybody doing the New Testament? Huh? Would you like me to do it? Hmm? All right. All right. I, I think everybody ought to be able to say the names of the Bible, or books of the Bible. Amen. And uh, I can do it, every one of them, I can name them, and I I think every deacon ought to be able to do that. Jimmy? No, (laughs) bless his heart, I bet bet he can. And I don't know where I learned this, I think my children learned this in Bible school one year, and I was trying to teach them, and we learned it as a song. And uh, all the way through the New Testament, I think, as a song... And then I picked up the Old Testament too, but I'm able to say all the books in the Bible. Galatians chapter number six, and look at verse number fourteen, please, if you will. Galatians six, and verse number fourteen. Now I've got a lot of things up here this morning that I want to say to you about the the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ, and uh, I thank God for His cross. Amen. I thank cross for uh, uh, God for the cross because of the person of the cross, the Lord Jesus Christ. In Galatians 6, in verse number 14, Paul says, But God forbid, amen, I, I pray God forbid also in my life, in your life, God forbid that I should glory save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified unto me and I unto the world. Let me read it to you again. But God forbid that I should glory save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ by whom the world is crucified unto me and I unto the world. Turn back to John now and chapter number 3, please. John, chapter number 3. And uh, I want you to look, please, at verse number uh, 14. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Let me refresh your memory just a little bit. The people of God in the Old Testament, the book of Numbers, I believe chapter 21, uh, they began to murmur against God. And they said, uh, this light bread is killing us. And they began to bite the people, and the people began to die. And then they changed their way of thinking. They went to Moses, and they said, Oh, Moses said... Please, would you go to God and uh, find out what can be done about these serpents that are biting the people and they're dying. And Moses was told by God to make a serpent of brass, fashion a serpent of brass upon a pole. Now, the serpent represents sin. And, uh, every time I see a snake, I think about sin. Amen. I don't like snakes. If you like, if you're one of those people who want to be kind to snakes, don't get around me. I mean, I, that's the only thing I know of that I'll back up to run over in the road. Now, I'll miss a dog or a cat or, uh, uh, or any other kind of animal. But if I see a snake, I don't care if it's black snakes, it'd be red snake, garden snake, green snake, black, any kind of snake. I'll back up, run over, and grind my wheels into him and try to kill him. Because a snake represents sin to me. I mean, listen, that's the serpent is the devil, you see. And so God told Moses, make a serpent of brass. Now, brass speaks of judgment. And put it on a pole. And there they'll see sin under the judgment of God. And he said, everyone that looks towards that pole shall be spared, shall live. And those that don't, they'll die. Now, listen to what John is saying. He said, "Just as Moses lifted up the serpent, that is, that serpent under judgment, in the in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have." Eternal life. Thank God for Jesus this morning. Thank God that He became sin. Who knew no sin? I mean, listen. The one, the matchless Son of God, pure and free from sin. The Bible says... That he was separate from sinners. I mean, listen, no other man ever lived like the Lord Jesus Christ. And he became sin on the cross for you and for me. And if you look to him this morning, you can have life and have it more abundantly. We're talking about the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now look in First Corinthians, please, and look in verse uh uh chapter number one of First Corinthians. And verse number 18, For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved it is the power of God. Amen. To as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on His name. Amen. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I'm talking to you this morning about the cross, Of the Lord Jesus Christ. And in the cross. In the blood. There's life. Amen. And you can be saved from your sin. And you can have everlasting life. If you'll come to Jesus Christ. Now. When you talk about the cross. You talk about Jesus. Amen. Uh, You can't talk about the cross. Without talking about Jesus. You can't talk about Jesus. Without talking about the cross. And the cross is a reproach. Listen, that's why it is you have so much problem witnessing for the Lord. Did you know that? That's why it is when you get in a crowd of people and worldly people and they're, uh, they're having a good time with things of this world and sinners in their lives and you begin to speak up for Jesus and you begin to talk about the cross. That's why it is that you feel ashamed. You know why? Because there's a reproach of the cross. In Jesus' name, is synonymous with the cross. You know the Bible says, "Thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sin." Amen. Isn't that wonderful? Thank God today for Jesus. Isaiah 45:22 says, "Look unto me and be ye saved, all the end." of the earth amen we're talking about jesus this morning and the fact that you can be saved first timothy 1 and verse 15 says this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that christ jesus came into the world to save sinners amen thank god for that and then john 6 and 37 says him that cometh to me i will in no wise cast out amen he's able to save every person that comes to god Listen, the Bible says in being fully persuaded that what he has promised, he was able also to perform. Amen. Everything that Jesus ever said, he's able to perform it because he's God in the flesh. Now unto him, that is Jesus, that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask. Or thank Philippians three twenty says, For our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body that it may be fashioned under like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. Listen, when Jesus Christ went to the cross of Calvary, my friend, he went there as Savior of mankind. He went there. To redeem you, He went there to ransom your soul. Listen, every person here this morning, you were sold under sin in a great slave market of sin, but Jesus Christ went to the cross and He paid the ransom for you and for me. I believe it's in the book of Job that says, He, God, hath found the ransom. Amen. Isn't that wonderful? that Jesus Christ has paid our sin debt on Calvary when i think about jesus i'm telling you the sweetest name that was ever given was given to jesus amen when you're sick and when the little child is sick and you pray you always pray in the name of jesus christ when you're when you have problems come your way Who you call on? Well, you call on Jesus. Amen. He's the one that sees you through. He has the sweetest name ever given. And he has more power than any person that's ever been. Uh, He's God. Amen. Now, Brother Jerry talked about the the Mormons this morning for uh, just a little while. And uh, I can tell you this morning, uh, they come by and they tell you that Jesus Christ is a man just like you're a man. That's a lie. That's a lie. Now, he is a man. The Bible says there's one God. There's one mediator between God and man. The man, Christ Jesus. But he is the God-man. Amen. I mean, he's 100% man, but he's 100% God. He, he's not prone to do that which is evil. Now, that's the difference in you and Jesus Christ. Every person here this morning, we're prone to sin we're prone to miss the mark we're prone to do that which is against god we're prone that when we have idle time on our hands that we we do things that displease god that wasn't the case with jesus amen i mean he's god in the flesh and he has power he had the power to lay his life down he had the power to take it up again amen all power he he's, he's omnipotent. All power is of the Son, you know. And I thank God for that. And then I want you to know this. He came to this earth on the mightiest mission ever performed was Jesus Christ when he went to Calvary. The greatest tragedy man has ever uh, had was at Calvary when they put to death the Son of God. Now, I want to talk to you about the cross this morning. And I want to give you some things that I trust will be a blessing to your heart. Uh, The cross is the good news that man is looking for. Let me say this to you this morning. All over the world today, there are multiplied millions of people that are dying and going to hell. And what they need to hear is the saving grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what they need. I'd like to see everybody feed, uh, fed. I'd like to see everybody uh, have clothes on their back. I'd like to see peace over all the world. I I'd like to cut out all the wars. I'd like to do all of these things. But bless your heart, what man needs this morning is the good news that the Lord Jesus Christ died on Calvary's cross and paid his sin debt. Amen. I believe you ought to have insurance, brother. Uh, Dilbert, but I believe you ought to have assurance too. I believe you ought to have the assurance of Jesus Christ in your heart. That's the most important thing. And that's the good news that every man should have. It's the greatest message that has ever been preached. And it concerns the most wonderful person that ever lived on the face of this earth. I'm talking about the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, the preaching of the cross. Now let me give you this about the preaching of the cross. It's the only way to be saved. The only way to be saved. Now, uh, there are hundreds of religions in the world. I mean, you can find every kind of religion that you want today. Uh, you see them on television. You read about them in the newspapers. I mean, anything that you want, you want somebody to come along and teach you that you're going to be God someday. Why, you can get in with that crowd. Call the Mormons. You can join up with them. And they'll, they'll teach you that one day you're going to become God. That's right. And if you're real good uh, and extra good and superbly good, one day you'll dwell in the in the third heaven and you'll be a God with God. You'll become like God. So if you want that, you can have it. If you want somebody to come by and, and uh, tell you there is no hell, then you can yoke up with the Jehovah's false witnesses. They'll they'll tell you that you don't have anything to worry about. There is no hell. And then there's a crowd over here, if you you don't believe there's any God, and, and you don't want to recognize the fact of God, you can jump in with the atheists over here, and they'll tell you that we deny God and the existence of God. And then if you're with a crowd that just says, well, I don't know whether there is or not, then you can get in with the agnostics over here. And then uh, if you say, well, there may be, I'm not sure, you can get in with the skeptics. You, You can get in with the infidels, anybody. I mean, listen, there's a religion for anything that you desire today, but there's only one means of salvation and one way to heaven, and that's through the shed blood of Jesus at Calvary on the cross. There is no other means of salvation. Listen. There's none of these other religions. I mean Hinduism, Buddhism, followers of Confucius, uh, the Shiites uh, uh, over in the eastern part of the world today and, and all these isms and schisms around the world, they have no answer for the sin question. That's right. They have no answer for sin. They have no answer for the uh, on how to live for God. They don't, they don't, uh, we have Jesus that takes care of the sin question, and we have the Holy Ghost of God that lives within us, and He is the one that makes us live for God. Yeah. You ever heard anybody say, Well, I, I'm just afraid I can't live for God? Well, you're 100% right. You can't. You must submit yourself to Him. And you must uh, come under the rule of the Spirit of God and He'll live for God through you. I want you to know something. I believe that when He comes in, there'll be a difference. Amen. All this crowd running around out here and saying, well, I'm saved and I want you to preach for me. I'm, I'm coming along and I'm doing better and I... Listen, you're not doing anything. If you're coming along, you're missing the mark. Amen. If you're trying to do something in order to get better and you're improving day by day, bless your heart, you've missed it both. I mean, I'm saying to you, when the Holy Ghost of God comes in, He cleans up your life. He cleans yeah. up your thinking. He, he directs your every Amen. Yeah. Now, I realized this morning that people grow. I realize that. I'm not saying that you arrive... At a point way up here somewhere, but I'm saying to you this morning, don't you go around and blame your sin uh, on God and, and and the Bible and so forth. You go ahead and admit it that you just uh, uh, you're not even backslid. You never been saved. Amen. Go ahead and admit it. I'm saying that no other religion has an answer to the sin question. No other one has an answer to the work and person of the Holy Ghost. And uh, Christianity is the only one that's revolting to human nature. I mean, that's the difference between Cain and Abel. I mean, Cain brought a gift of the field, and uh, uh, it was probably a beautiful, most beautiful thing he had. I imagine went out and and uh, and and got whatever it was. I don't know what he brought. If he brought peaches. I'll tell you one thing: it was the best peach you ever saw, huh? If he brought watermelons, I mean, listen, it was that old green kind. You remember them kind you used to have years ago solid green kind? Was so sweet and had those black seeds in it. Man, it's good. I mean, I enjoy it. And I'm telling you, whatever, whatever Cain brought, it was a work of his own hands and his own labor, but it was pleasing to human nature. When he looked at it, he said, now that is pleasing, and that is something that will please God. No, he made a mistake. He was bringing God something that was the work of His own hands and that never pleases God. But old Abel went out and he slew a lamb. And he brought blood and offered that. And that blood was typical of the blood of Jesus Christ and that was accepted by God. I'm telling you this morning that people, they don't like the blood Nothing pleasing about blood. You know, blood stinks. That's right. Blood corrupts. I mean, how many of you could stand and watch some little animal uh, have his throat cut and the blood uh, drained out? Uh, The Humane Society came out to a fellow in Texas one day, and uh, he was one of these fellows that uh, sensational type preachers, you know, always bordering on the edge of sensationalism. And he took a lamb, Brother Pascoe, and brought it to church and took a big tin tin basin put underneath the lamb and hung that little lamb up by his hind feet and legs and took a great big uh, butcher's knife one of those big things that you use in, in the store and he had hundreds and uh, uh, sitting in his congregation he was preaching on the blood of the lamb and he took that knife and went over and took a swap and cut that lamb's throat and the blood gushed out into the, into the pail, and, and I'll tell you what they like to cart him off to jail brother Clint I mean they come out and wanted to give him t- they wanted his hide now people don't like that I don't like that I wouldn't do that I thank God that you don't have to do that today amen but I'll tell you there's nothing beautiful and nothing pleasing about the cross Somebody, I believe it was Dr. Jack Hiles, recently was preaching about uh, the cross, and he pointed out, he said, Isaiah said his visage was marred more than any man that ever lived. He said, and some of these little uh, uh, effeminate artists come by and paint little uh, scars in the hand and scars in the feet and a little place in his side and have his long flowing hair and a a cloth around in here, and and, and you see that on the cross. He said, no, no, no. He said, if you want to see what was on the cross, you take a side of beef, and you batter it, and you bruise it, and just flesh hanging up there, bleeding. That's what it was when Jesus died for you, my friend. And then people come back and say, we don't like that slaughterhouse religion. Well, you'll have to... You'll have to like it a lump at one. I mean, that's the only way to get to heaven is through the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I thank God this morning He did sacrifice Himself for me. And then I want you to notice not only the preaching of the cross, but there's power in the cross. Amen. You know, I'm a different person now than I used to be. I love people. I didn't used to love people that much. I didn't like to get around people. People bothered me. But you know, when you get saved, the cross will cause you to call to love the unlovely. Amen. Amen. I mean, it'll I don't like people to take advantage of me, but I'll tell you this: I love people more today than I ever have. Uh, it'll set you free. I mean, listen, when you when you get saved, my friend, you'll be free from, from, uh, from your past sin, free from your present sin, and free from future sin. I mean, listen, sin separates, sin changes. Sin brings sorrow into your heart. And when you know Jesus Christ, you're delivered from the power of sin. Look in Romans chapter number 6, please, if you will. Look in the book of Romans chapter number 6. Look in verse number 11. Likewise reckon you also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Brother Lord, would you mind cutting the air on just for a minute, please? It's getting a little stuffy in here, I think, and uh, I just one side's hard. Right. If you'll just cut it on over here till it comes on, and then if uh, we we'll get you to cut it off again in a minute, Brother Bob. Uh, likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that ye should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. Now listen, for sin shall not have dominion over you, for ye are not under the law, but under grace. What then? Shall we sin because we're not under the law, but under grace? God forbid. Know ye not that to whom you yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. Now let me give this to you. When you get saved, you have the power of God moved into your life and you can have victory in your life. Now over in chapter number 7, look over there real quick. Look over in chapter number 7 real quick. It says over here, For that which I do, I allow not. Now this is verse 15. For what I would, that do, not, do I not. But what I hate, that do I. If then I do that which I would not, I consider to the law that it is good. Now then it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing, for the will is present with me. But how to perform that which is good, I find not. Now look up here. I didn't want to be around the church. I didn't want to listen to gospel music. I didn't like any of that before I got saved. And the things I used to like, I now dislike. And listen, if you have a desire strong today to live like you used to, you better check up on your salvation, friend. Yeah? I mean that. If you still like to go to the old haunts and and you still like to run with the old crowd, and you can't have any victory in your life, you ought to check up on your salvation. I mean, listen, the preaching of the cross of Jesus Christ will give you the power to overcome sin in your life. You say, Brother Bill, how do you do it? Well, now listen. Suppose you're walking down the street. Men, I don't know about you ladies. I don't know about you. I know about you men. I are a woman. Amen. I know about you men. And something it comes out and causes your mind to wander. Like my wife was riding up the street last week. Any of your wives ever do this? We were riding up the street right here on Harper Road. And Patsy said, Look at you! And I looked over there, and there a woman was listening. Every bit of the clothes she had on would have made a bulge in my shirt pocket. I thought to myself, In the name of heaven, why'd you tell me to look? I don't want to look. I missed it. I hadn't even seen it until you, she said that. Look at that woman. Now listen, you know what you do in a case like that? When something comes by to, uh, to tempt you, get your mind off of it. Come up with a verse of Scripture, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, but there's the power of God in the salvation. Amen. It's amazing grace, the way the cross leads home. I, I'm telling you, do, do whatever you can, but get your mind off that. Now, people that dwell on sin and people that cultivate their, the thoughts in their mind and dabble around in sin week after week, month after month, year after year. I believe they're lost. I'm telling you today that a lot of people running around out here saying, well, I'm coming along. I'm getting victory this week. I'm doing a little bit better. Let's the if You need to come to Jesus. Get saved. Get things right in your life. God will give you victory over the things of this world. And then I want you to know. If I don't turn the page here. And get on to something else. I'll be here all day long. You say. Well you get through the cross. You get peace. Amen. Get peace. Last will and testament of Jesus Christ. Was my peace. I give unto you. It's so good. It's so good. I I can look at you today. And it, it had not always been like this. There's been times when I couldn't. I admit that to you. But it's so good today to look out at everybody here and say to you as your pastor today, there's nothing between my soul and the Savior. Amen. I mean, I've got perfect peace in my heart. My sins are confessed up. I mean, I'm not trying to hide anything, not trying to cover up anything, not not trying to tell any lies, not trying to connive, pull the wool over anybody's eyes, everything is open and above board and that's the most wonderful, wonderful matchless peace that anybody can have. Now I've been in the other situation I've been back there when I I was trying to fool somebody when I did have something between my soul to say that's the most miserable thing in the world. You know what you are? You're a hypocrite. You're saying you're one thing and you're not. I'm saying to you, when you get saved, when you trust in the cross of Calvary, my friend, you'll have a a deep-seated scriptural peace to sweep over your soul. And you don't worry anymore. Thank God for that. Amen. And then forgiveness of your sin. Isn't that wonderful? I don't know about you folks. I just know about me. And, uh, I read about all these sins they're committing today. The only sin, and I, I'm going to say this, and I, I'm just being honest with God. Listen, I, I have to be honest with God. I couldn't preach if I, if I wasn't honest with God. If I, I just couldn't preach. But I want to be honest with you, and I want to be honest with God. If they'd have had marijuana when I was coming along, I'd have probably dabbled around with it because i just be lost as a bit and I'd just about try anything. I'd have probably got into dope, it, I imagine, if they had it as prevalent as they do in this state. But I'm telling you, I was lost. I wasn't saved. I wasn't saved. I was lost. And I, I would have done just about anything. I, I mean, listen, you talk about abortion. I wouldn't have thought twice. I wouldn't have thought twice as a lost person, I'm sure, had I uh, gotten some young girl in trouble and, and, uh, and she had to become an expectant mother and I, I wouldn't have thought twice about handing out three hundred dollars to some doctor to make things alright so that I could cover up my sin and get on by I wouldn't have thought twice and I did drink and carouse do everything under the sun I mean you know there's only one sin that I can think of today that's prevalent that has never entered my mind I can't comprehend it. I, it it's beyond me and that's wicked sodomites I, that, that's beyond me man with man and woman with woman i I can't picture that. you was talking about one of the preacher you said that uh, was a, a sodomite homosexually called himself and, and uh, uh, I, I can imagine Listen, I'm thinking my mind where men get tangled up with a with his secretary or a pianist or, or, or a woman in the church. I can I can comprehend that. I mean flesh is flesh. But bless your heart. Man with man and woman with woman. It's revolting, it's repulsive. I, I can't comprehend that. Save the Lord. I can't comprehend it. But I'm telling you I'm just as guilty of anything else you name Murder, I've thought, I've had thoughts of murder in my heart. I'm just as guilty as anybody ever walked on the face of this earth. And brother and sister, listen to me. When Jesus Christ, November the 20th, 1960, whispered to me and said, uh, That's all right. I forgive you. Brother and sister, listen to me. Joy bells rung in my heart, and they never have quit ringing. I mean, listen, I, I skip along everywhere I go. Uh, Ms. Burr told me the other day. She said, "I wish you'd quit whistling. Say, get on my nerve! I walk around the house, just whistle. You know who whistle? Happy people. Happy everywhere I go. I whistle. I whistle. I whistle all the time. I know it gets on people's nerves, but I'm happy in my heart. I'm happy in my soul. I'm rejoicing. Why? Because my sin. Then said Jesus unto his disciples. If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what is a man profitable if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man shall come in the glorious Father with his angels, and then he shall reward every man according to to His works. Do you have a problem with self? Do you have that problem? It's nothing unusual, my friend. Everybody has the same problem. But you've got to come to a place where the most important person in your life is Jesus Christ. More important than mother, father, more important than your in-laws. Listen, I don't care who it is. They, if they come to my house on Sunday, they either go to church or stay home. That's right. I don't leave. I don't care. They can have all the family reunions they want to. They have the Burr reunion. They have the Chapman reunion. They have it on Sundays. I tell my mama, my mama says, son, won't you come on down to Chapman reunion? I said, mama, I've been preaching now all these years, been saved all these years. I said, have you ever known me to go to a reunion on Sunday? I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go to church. I mean, listen, I... I gave that up a long time ago when I I left all the world and I, I came to Jesus Christ, the world and everything in it has no fascination for me whatsoever. I thank God today for Jesus Christ. Amen. The preaching of the cross of Jesus. Amen. Let's bow here.